And welcome back. Thank you for joining me this week on the Lux Ops Here podcast. I'm your host, Scott Bowser. I hope you all had a great Super Bowl weekend with a lot of degeneracy. I know I did. I actually won the gambling sports gambling podcast. They're a game show, Let It Ride, against Colby Dant. And I will be back later this week to defend my crown on that. And I walked away with the cash prize because it was Super Bowl. So, hey, look at me. I am turning my degeneracy into a living. And I think that's a fun thing to do. Please, please, please hit subscribe and leave a five-star rating and a review. Um, and if you can, you know, share share word of mouth on the show. That always helps. Uh, I really appreciate it all. This episode, I have my buddy Eli Braden on. Uh, you may know him from his parody songs and the songs he's written for the Howard Stern Show. Um, he's written for Kimmel, The Soup, all kinds of stuff. Anyway, he comes on and we get into a new kind of degeneracy on this episode about uh, political market gambling, which I've talked a little bit of politics and this isn't necessarily a political show. It's a gambling degenerate kind of show. And But here's the thing is they come, there's a lot of crossover there because a lot of politicians themselves are degenerates. And the fact that they have these new ga- these gambling markets, well, we kind of break it down and then kind of get into stuff and a little bit of game theory on uh, how you can possibly bet the next few years coming up there. So uh, thank you so much for joining. Make sure you leave that review, subscribe and all that, and uh, t- tell a friend if you can. Thank you so much, everybody. And uh, here is Eli Braden. I'm here with my buddy. You may know him from the Howard Stern Show, and he's written for Kimmel, um, The Soup, all kinds of shit. Everybody, my boy, Eli Braden. Eli, how you doing, man? Hey now, hey now. It's great to see you, man. It's so good to so good to see you. It's been a while. Yeah, it's man. Like I'm out here in Vegas. I was just telling Eli how I how I like it out here. One thing that I do because it's one thing that's a little weird. Still getting used to is uh how there's like hard liquor at gas stations. Really? Yeah, I can like, buy like. Can you buy a full bottle, or is it like this? It's the, the smaller, which made even more dangerous. It's the smaller, like pocket flask size bottles most places. Oh yeah, have. yeah, because that's perfect them, to, to hide while you're driving. Yeah, like, exactly. Hit off of while you're driving. Yeah, you can't be polishing off a whole fifth while you're doing it. And dude, and, and if you see the cop in the rearview mirror, you can just toss it out the window, and they probably won't notice it as much. So there's crazy dips in a lot of the rain gutters on the residential streets. And there's intentionally. Yes. And there's crazy set like dividers in the middle of the street. Like all the streets are super wide. Most of yeah. them have big concrete dividers. And so, like one of the streets near me, it's like a bunch of like it's it's antelope. The street's antelope. And like there's like fake antelope in the middle of this like 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 weird like sheet metal, like industrial art antelope that are in the middle of the street. But it's all set wow. up for drunk drivers. Because there's so many fucking drunk drivers here, people will just swerve off the middle of the street and smash into someone on the other side. And wow. so these so the antelope are there to keep them from swerving into antelope the or the buff on. Bu- I live also by Buffalo. Buffalo guess uh-huh. has Buffalo on it. You know, like yeah. they try and stick with the themes, and they'll they'll have random goats and sheep and shit here and there, but. uh yeah, so like that's kind of the you thing. Think, do you think they do you think they name the streets based on like what they like? Hey, we've got these uh, sheet metal buffalo, and we got these sheet metal, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> we want to should we just name the street this? No, I, I, not necessarily on most of them, but I definitely think that that's the case for Mel Torme Way. They just had oh, a big Mel, there's sheet metal Mel Torme's. Yeah, there's a bunch of sheet metal Mel Torme's, and they're like, well, we got to do something with these things. Uh, yeah, I uh, got my. Uh, Made a wrong turn this morning on the way to work and had to, uh, well, uh, we'll go down Mel Torme Way. And I, oh, there's Sammy Davis Jr. Boulevard, Dean Martin Boulevard, Frank Sinatra, wow. you know, 
It was is different. there a Michael Jackson Boulevard? Because no. I remember the last the last time I was in Vegas, I went to his house there, and I was. Have you been there? No. I was actually surprised at how, like, it's it was. I mean, it wasn't a place he spent an, an inordinate amount of time. Like, it was it was like one, just one of many homes. Yeah, it wasn't but the Neverland like, uh, compound. Exactly, exactly. I mean, because because it was very approachable. It was nowhere near as big as I thought it would be. But um, no, I, I found it interesting. Like, this is where Michael. This was Michael Jackson's Vegas, you know, stomps. You know. Well, as my listeners know, uh, OJ lives not too far from me, so that's always fun. Oh, that's great. Um, I I thought OJ lived in Florida. He lives in Vegas. No, huh? he lives in Vegas because uh, it's part of his parole conditions, I believe. Like he can't leave. Did Did you see SNL this past weekend? I did not. Um, there was a very funny bit about how the the, the, the bit was like, it was a talk. Sh- it was a premise was a fake talk show where that was all illustrating how fucked up America is now. And uh, like OJ was on as a guest. And OJ apparently has gotten the vaccine already. Yeah. The, the premise was having OJ on as a guest and being like, yeah, I got the vaccine. I'm good. You know, it's like, okay, OJ's got it. And <laughs> how many of your grandparents don't? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, OJ's got a lot of public appearances at the golf course he needs to keep up. So, I mean, for sure. For sure. I, I kind of, I, I keep saying if my Patreon ever hits a thousand bucks a month, I'm going to get OJ on. <laughs> Oh, what, how would you just say basically like, hey, OJ, I'll give you a thousand bucks to come on. That's how much I'm making this month. Uh, pretty much. I mean, yeah. And I would, would make, you pay him. Then would you, you make pay a, him to go on? Yeah, oh, I, I absolutely. And I would make it a four parter at that point. I would pay him. OK, here's some of the Vegas locals I would pay. I would pay okay. him. I would pay Mike Tyson. I would pay Jose Canseco. Yes. I would pay uh, Flavor Flav. Flavor lives there? Yeah. He lives, well, he lives in Henderson. Oh. Nice. Uh, I would pay Amazing Jonathan. He's great. I loved his movie. Yeah, ben, my buddy Ben directed that. Ben was on the show already. Oh, yeah, that was that was a great movie. I love that. Yeah, I, so I would love to get him on. Um, that's that's pro- that's that's kind of in the works. So hopefully, I get him on soon. Cool. Um, how about um? How about Carrot Top? Oh, I would love Carrot Top. That would be great. Like he's a Vegas yeah, legend for sure. It's funny who like like also like Celine Dion. She had that big run here for a while. Like that would be it. Well, Louis Anderson. Louis Anderson lives there. Dude. I I did I did some shows at his club there. He's he's an awesome dude. I didn't know he lived here, but man, uh he's one of my He's part-time. He's one of the ones I really really want to get cuz I mean, I loved him on Baskets, of course. Yeah. But uh uh, All you got to do is send him a picture of you when you were like 21 and say, hey, what's up? I'm Scott Bowser and I'd love to have you on my podcast. And he'll be like, uh, uh, where do I sign up? <laughs> send him an old headshot. <laughs> Listen, you're, you're, you're handsome enough. You could probably pull it off now to still get him. But I've, just to be safe, yeah, I mean, send, him I your, am, send him your headshot when you were 21. I am a middle-aged man now. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, Louis, I, uh, my buddy Josh Cheney played me a fucking video one time of Louis Anderson. I think he was on Opie and Anthony. And mm-hmm. I know those guys are douchebags, but this one was so funny because he talked about, like, losing, like, 300K at the bicycle club in L.A. playing cars. Really? Yeah, he's like wow. a degenerate gambler. Wow, well, some... that's that's so awful that he lives in Vegas that I had no yeah, idea. Yeah, no. So, no, here's like, here was the story, though. Like, he was like, fuck it. Um, like... Like what he like so he he goes like he takes like a loan out from a loan shark in L.A. to play cards and he loses a shitload of money, but he knows he has a marker at the casinos in Vegas, so he gets like so a rents a driver to drive him from the bicycle club to Vegas to take out his uh, a cash advance 
so he can play enough to win enough to pay off this loan shark in time in L.A. Wow. And the whole time, like, he ends up, like, having the money in his hand and everything. And then he's like, well, no, if I do one more, I can double it all kind of thing. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. That is some serious degenerate SHIT. And then right ends, up, ends up the rallying it and all that and, like, getting a cab from Vegas back to L.A. to pay the guy in time. Jesus Christ. Like, wow. it's it some crazy story like that. So I'd love to have him on talk because I'm sure he has more. I mean, he headlined out here for so many years, for, and he's a degenerate gambler like that. So, I mean, wow. I'm sure he yeah. had some benders in his day. Well, you know, I, I did a couple, sh- a few shows. This is probably going back about five or six years, maybe even more than that, maybe like seven years. At the, I mean, seven years at the most, but it's like six or seven years, maybe. And, um, like, it was me and a couple other people, and we were kind of part of a package deal. We were doing a little tour. But, um, yeah, we opened for him a couple nights at his place, and it's crazy. I mean, it's a small club, but he has these tourists who come through. Yeah, they just, like, I mean, he's got a, he's got a packed club every show he does you know and he's in the perfect spot right now because people from multiple generations remember him because yeah. like the older generation remembers him from being a headliner of their generation yeah like you have the younger people that now partying they're from that known from life with louis and stuff like that yeah so, and search party he's on search party he's fantastic on that I don't you know you seen that. I, you're the third person to recognize recommend that to me now and i almost started it last night but i got kind of sidetracked and high and I realized yeah. I wouldn't pay attention, so I didn't start. You should it. watch it. You should watch it. It's good. He he doesn't have a huge role. He like is basically like in maybe like four or five episodes of one season. I think it's season three. But okay. no, it's a, it's a great show. It's a great show. It sounds like my kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So okay. So yeah, this is kind of a Vegas degenerate uh, lifestyle gambling show. And I know you're not cool. much of a gambler. But you did get into predicted.org recently. That's right. And I, just... yeah, I mean, I've never been a gambler. I've never been into gambling at all. I was, I'm the kind of guy when I would go to Vegas, I would like sit down at a, you know, like a, a slot machine and like play like, the, like my last, my, my, the last time I ever gambled in Vegas, like I sat down a slot machine, I played like three hands like at maybe a dollar each and on my was it hands i don't even know i did like three <laughs> things pulls. yeah yeah spins yeah. three pulls at like a dollar each and my third pull i won 75 bucks i'm like i'm fucking done i just yeah. spent three bucks made 75 let's go to dinner i'm done with this you know i'm gonna i love vegas because i love the shows i love the weather i love the people watching but i never was into gambling but then i i discovered like about probably five or six months ago, I discovered predicted. And I was like, I've always been a big political junkie. And it's like, this is really cool because it's like a game of like guessing what's going to happen in politics. Yeah. And, no, it, um, and it's not just like the big races. It's like, you can get down everything. to nitty gritty mayor races, congressional spots. Like I, I, how I, many votes is, how many votes is, is a, is a, a cabinet nominee going to get, you know, it's crazy. And like, I, I don't even wait. There's these guys on there who like study everything like they're upset. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, you could make a mint on there if you're willing to put in the research. And the if you thing have the time. Is, is you don't like I've I've made money on there. I've made pro- or turned profits on there. I should say because I haven't cashed out yet. So I haven't really made yeah, anything. Yeah. Um, right. And I've lost a couple, too. But like the, the it's funny how like basically you can kind of like take a position in. OK, right now I have stakes on Andrew Yang to win the mayor spot. Right. There's real, like, the, the mayor of New York City. Mayor, mayor of New York, York City. City. Yeah. So that's like basically he's the front runner right now. But all I really need for to happen coming up is for it to get whittled down to the final two. And then the odds on him will shift so high up 
I could cash out then and turn a good profit. Well, really what you need to do is, I mean, just based on what I've read on uh, in the comment board on that, on that particular market is it, the, you know, Andrew Yang has all but already announced that he's, I mean, he, I mean, he's, he's, he's already announced he's going to do it, but he hasn't, he hasn't officially entered the market yet. Like he hasn't officially registered to run yet. And apparently the, the, the pros on predicted say the day that Andrew Yang actually officially registers to run, he'll probably shoot up 10 cents and it will probably go, it will probably drift back down to yeah. wh- wherever it is now, because he, he's already, to be honest, in my opinion, I think he has a really good chance of winning. I feel like his his price is artificially inflated because I feel like Yang is one of those Bernie type candidates who he's always got his prices always artificially inflated because he has a lot of fans who were vote who were rooting for him. And yeah. I'm not saying you're that, but I'm saying like that's a thing on I'm predicted. Like Trump is always Trump until you know the, the the Trump train ended unfortunately because there was always so much dumb money voting on Trump. Yeah, people just going like taking everything they have and loading it on him just because that's their guy. Appear to have lost you. Yo, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, did I lost I, you did for, I I, Yeah, I cut okay. you cut out for just a second there, but it's. Ooh, it, says, it says my internet connection is unstable. Hopefully, this will. I just upgraded my internet last week, and so uh, I was so because like. Um, I had Stanhope on, and my, I think it was mine that kept kind of going out a little, and I was like... Oh, that's Stanhope. Look yeah, at you, man. Yeah, but I, I'm like, I can never have that happen again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, when you, when you have Stanhope on, you don't want to be like... Chris Hansen. But no, with Yang, though, you know, Yang's a little... I mean, I think Yang has a shot, a good shot, but, like, the price is probably a little inflated. However, wherever you bought, like... I would say in my meager wisdom that I've learned, if he, sh- the day he announces that officially that he's registered to, to enter, his price will shoot up 10 cents, maybe sell a third or a quarter or a half of what you have and take that profit. And that, because it will probably, the price will probably end up drifting back down to where you, where it is now. And then you'll have been like, oh, well, I've already made money off this. Yeah. You know, and if and you know if if you did if if you if things line up right, it's like it can almost be a situation where it's like, oh my god, I've I bought all these chairs, and now I'm basically playing with the house's money. No, because I know? just I just had Tess on. I was explaining this to her, and she couldn't believe that I made money off of Trump because I had shares on him that did well on election night because I realized it was going to be mail in coming in for Biden. So the early returns were for Trump, and it and there was so much money coming in on him. Like you said, dumb money. I was able to unload it when I had bought him way early, and he was. So like, what did you what did you buy? What, what, I, what market was that? I bought it was at like thirty eight cents because it was like Biden was at like sixty two to thirty eight on that for Trump to win. Yeah, for just Trump like to, the straight up who's going to win? Who's going to yeah. win? It. Yeah, yeah. And so he was at. I got it at thirty eight cents, but I sold them for like sixty two cents, like at like ten p.m. like nine ten p.m. election night. It yeah, was right before wow. the big mail order thing came in. Yeah. And there was just a ton of money coming in on Trump on it. So, I mean, that's the way to do predicted. I mean, there's, there's guys in there who are super smart, who they like, they suss all this stuff out. They do all the research. They're like, they, they, they have a really good idea what's going to happen at the end of a, of a market. I'm just like, I just play the, I, what the main thing I do is cause I don't have a lot of money. Like I just play the, uh, the, the margins. Like, I'm just like, when I see like with the, the like the Democrats have a bunch of, they're trying to confirm their cap Biden's cabinet as soon as possible. And so there's all these markets on there who will be the, you know, 
uh, director, the, uh, the director of the Office of Management Budget on March 1st, who will be the yeah. Attorney General on March 1st. And it's like the, the, the thing, like back four months ago, these markets were all about, well, who's Biden going to pick? And then as soon as Biden picks somebody, those shot up to 95 cents. Like, okay, that guy won. But then all of a sudden it became a thing of like, wait a minute, there's a lot going on right now. Um, you know, Corona relief, trying to pass that. We have a fucking impeachment, you know, also it's just, there's so much going on right now. Like most, not all cabinet positions get confirmed by March 1st. No. So, and we're, we're under even a more con- compressed time now. So now the whole thing is like, who's going to make it through before March 1st and who's not. And so like, you know, for instance, like, let's say Neera Tandon is, is, you know, she's been announced as the director of the office of management and budget. Like she was at 20 cents today because people like she's a low priority. She's not going to make it. They're not going to push that through to confirm it right away. Right. But then they announced that she had a hearing that she, that the Senate was going to do a hearing in the next couple of weeks. Her price shot up 30 cents up to 50. And, you know, maybe she will be, have a vote, but like a lot of smart people are like, no, I'm, I'm taking the no side. I'm shorting her. Like it went from 20 to 50. I'm going to buy the short at 50 and watch it go drift back down to 20 over the course of the next few days as people realize she's not going to make it in and I'll make 30 cents, you know, on each of my shares as an, as an investment, you know, that's the kind of shit I do on there. You know? So yeah. Like, and explain to the list. Cause I explained a little when I was telling tests about it, but like, okay. So when you say it goes from 20 to 50, so basically every, like every um, possible outcome, everything that they're taking like uh, potential sides on, is uh what has a one dollar total value yes i mean predicted has different kinds of of markets i mean there are some markets that are like the market that i'm talking about right now that's a yes no market like you can either buy near a tandem yes will be the um director of office of management budget on march 1st or you can buy a no that she will be so it's and that's it's comparable in the world of stocks to shorting someone, although there's not as much risk because when you short someone in the stock market, it's like and it, you could really get theft. Yeah, because, you know, we'll, and we'll talk about the whole Wall Street fucking, right. uh, thing. But, yeah. But yeah, so it's like, yeah, when you're shorting like on Wall Street, like every time it goes over your certain amount, you it's like what in sports gambling is called. Artie Lang would talk about this on the Stern show a lot. The the lightning bet. And he would do like yeah. $500 lightning bet. So you're betting the point spread, but every point that goes like over or under it, you owe or get paid. And I don't know yes. a bookie on live that would offer that. That seems like the dumbest proposition for a bookie because they really have no control on that. Well, that's on some crazy like degenerate. That's some crazy degenerate gambling stuff. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's like these crack no cocaine markets, for gambling. <laughs> like with near, like the one I was talking about, near a tandem, if you'd bought her yesterday, you could buy the yes, she'll make it at 20 cents, or you could buy the no, she won't make it at 80 Today, as soon as they announced she had a hearing, it shot up to 50 cents. You could at that point buy the no for about 50 cents. And a lot of people did because they'll think like, oh, this she's not going to make it through. This will slowly drift back to 20 cents. Yes, which means it will slowly drift up to back up to 80 cents. No. And uh, that's that's the way the yes, no markets work on there. And uh, it's it's fun to play that stuff, even just like day trading. Like, hey, this shot up for no, this shot up on some dumb story that you you know it's not going to end up that way, and you know people start to realize, wait a minute, that's not going to happen. No. And you know, the next day you sell it for twice what you paid for it. You know, and what's funny here is I'm starting to see like a trend here where where with our lives, like just in general, like whether it's sports gambling, like I like to do, 
whether it's this, whether it's Wall Street, like so it's basically whether corporations, whether it's uh, politics, whether it's sports, you know, entertainment. There, there's been entertainment markets and stuff like that. But sure. everything has a market now, like a fucking like a fine, like a some sort of financial market attached to it. Right. Right. That that the public's kind of like deciding on. It would be funny if like religion had that. Where we can bet on like, up, <laughs> upcoming bishops to become pope by shares in them, yeah, and like, and then you find like it's like finding out which ones aren't the molesters because you're like, oh, we just like you know like that guy's gonna get caught up in a scandal. Let's short yeah, him. Yeah, which that. one will get caught up first in a, yeah. in a child molestation scandal? Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> which like Southern Baptist preacher is gonna go down like mega church guy and. Texas or whatever is going to go down for a gold plated helicopter attack. Like, right. (laughs) Man. I mean, it's crazy though. Cause you know, it's like religion is so irrelevant now, you know, it's like, I mean, I could see that being interesting, but it's like, now it's like, of course they're all going to go down to scandals. It's like religion is over, man. You know, it's like in America, like we've been clinging to like QAnon has replaced Christianity. That's my, that's my, that's my theory. You know, that's a very valid point. Cause like, there was always that like uh like like fundamentalist like christian like fundamentalist evangelicals often found the gateway into these like weird conspiracy theories yeah and then it just like kind of sprouted i have a theory on qanon about how it's just like a bunch of people that think they're so hot that everyone wants to fuck their kids <laughs> Yeah, nobody wants to fuck your fat kids. Yeah, everyone's like, Western. Dude, look how good looking they are. They, they take such yeah. pretty, pretty pictures at Target. What yeah. you know? yeah. pedophile? Way, what, yeah, like you know, there's some parents that are all pissed off when they find out the pedophiles don't want their kids. Of course, I mean, listen, John Podesta, that guy can get some top notch, grade A kids <laughs> if you want some at pizza and the, the Comet Pizza. You know, yeah, he's he getting, doesn't need your ugly fat. You know, yeah, <laughs> you're yeah, fat kids. The, yeah, your old, your little fat kid keeps asking for refills on fucking on Dr Pepper. Yeah. You don't gotta worry about McDonald's. Yeah, yeah you don't gotta worry about that kid, kid getting porked by the fucking Democratic elite that operated <laughs> under, under the, the fucking catacombs of Washington D.C. It's so funny to me. Like, <laughs> like it's like it's, it's almost like an ego trip with a lot of these people with that. It is, and, yeah. And like, oh, it's it's so much, and and that ties in with the whole thing about like. Don't be infringing on my privacy. It's like, bitch, no one has any fucking interest in anything you're saying. It's like, yeah, and these are the people that cares? post like literally every detail about their lives on social media. Right. <laughs> so, don't, hey, they post every detail of their lives. They're like, don't be have the government infringing on my privacy. It's like, you please, know, come on. Yeah, man. Hey, Cletus, no one cares. Like, it, it, it is pretty funny, though, like how, but I feel like, dude, like there's, there's a, what about military markets? You know, well, who are we going to go to war with next? Who's going to bomb who? Well, I uh, mean, it's really a thing. I mean, I love these ideas. It's really about like the, what are the most fast changing markets? And I mean, I do feel like, you know, I know Britain has a lot more of this than we do. Like, and, and like you said, entertainment markets, like I think there is a big thing in England, for instance, like what's going to be the number one song next week. Like that's, that's like a thing that they like a betting markets on what's going to be the next, number one song on the charts is a thing in england like we we just we have kind of an anti-gambling uh bias in america because of our puritan roots but, yeah you know, in england they're like they'll bet on anything they don't give a fuck you know no what's cool about england from what i uh i've heard about like the horse racing there is like okay in american horse racing it's paramutual system where it's like 
it's i mean yeah there could be illegal bookmakers taking private action on the side there or whatever or anywhere but like the odds are dictated through how much money's running through the track and it gets and it goes accordingly but there's not like one like track bookmaker like it's not like the track has windows everywhere that you buy tickets at in england i guess uh-huh. the infield has a bunch of different bookmakers and, each and of, they all have different odds and stuff. they all have different odds and shit yeah yeah and so you shop and find like the odds maker that's licensed to work at that track that you like, whose odds right. you want, and then you you go from there. So like that's, like these guys have like the little grease boards like on the track, and they're just sitting there and, like cool. calling out shit and changing odds like left and right. People are fucking. It's like a little like mini fucking stock exchange. Like people and each of the bookmakers is basing their odds on what they know <laughs> and maybe some information they're privy to that maybe the other bookmakers aren't. Yeah, and also it's the action that they're taking. So yeah. as more money, right. as they're getting more individual action on a certain horse, they're going to lower the odds on that because they're going to minimize right. the risk. Yes, yeah. So it's like that's how it works at a regular. Like if you go to Santa Anita, like or like any. I live. I live a mile from Santa Anita, by the way. Okay. Yeah, that's right. So it's like okay, if you go to uh, Santa Anita, like those odds, like if you when you get that morning racing guy, like racing form, and you look at the odds by the time the race takes off and finishes. The odds have completely changed because right there at the last right. second, like all that money coming in is changing the odds. So if, if all of a sudden at the very last second, a hundred thousand dollars comes in on one horse, that's going to fucking move that right. line. Like, so, so is is the are the odds completely based on then the money? Is that for is the that most part? Yeah, on? I mean, yeah, okay. It, I, I, see, I don't understand. That's why I was like saying, oh, they might have information that other places don't have. I don't understand horse racing because, so like, well, I, just in general, bookmaking in general because it. You, the horse track is bookmaking still, right? Yeah. And whether okay. it's sports gambling or horse racing, you make your money off the uh, okay, like so let's say this horse, as far as every expert on the planet and all of us with inside info, we've all come to the terms that this one's got an eight to one chance of winning, right? Yeah. But if a million dollars comes in on that horse, we gotta knock it down to two to one. Right. Because there's right. no there's no fucking way. We're gonna pay that out at that price, right? You know? And that explains too how in, po- in political political gambling, like sometimes there'll be big disparities in, in the market apparently between. And I don't follow Poly Market, but Poly Market's the other big political gambling site other than predicted. Other than predicted. But there's there'll be big uh, disparities, and sometimes they'll be very huge because Poly Market has no market limits. Like predicted, you can only bet I believe it's eight hundred and fifty dollars in any particular market, and that's not. In, in, in any particular bracket. So if it's a multi-bracket market, you can invest up to $850 in each bracket. But if it's a, if it's a singular bracket market, like a yes-no. Like those yes-nos, yeah, those are all, you have a, you're capped on that. But poly market has no cap. And apparently there was a market on poly, apparently poly market had a market of who will win the election. And somebody came in and bet on uh, different occasions. Like one person came in and bet a million dollars on biden at one point and that like made that that completely shifted the yeah that's odds. and then somebody came in and, and bet a million dollars on trump to win and like that like after i think it was even after the election so like it made it a point to where after biden had already won the election you could buy biden to win shares for like a for like a half an hour maybe 15 minutes you could buy them for like 50 cents on the dollar because this million, and you know some, you're going to double crazy, your money there, yeah, yeah. But some crazy QAnon person who with a lot of money, you know, had had put all this money in on Trump to win, you know, at ten cents, and it had pushed 
or whatever, five cents. And I like to think of that them. situation of a, like a million coming in on Trump like that, like some like uh, like South Park episode plot where it's like all the far right loonies in town get together and they're like, we, they got, pull we got one resources. chance left. <laughs> we <laughs> we got to pull all our money together. Yeah. We're going to shoot for the stars here. Yeah. Right. And by the way, if they if they'd been right, like if if that if the coup had worked, they would have probably made like what a, like probably eighty million dollars or something off their billion dollars. Yeah, day, I mean know? that would have been a would have been a solid investment. I mean, Epic. Did you see Epic. that coup that went down in Myanmar or Burma? Um, I did, on, I just uh, read about it a little bit. I read about it a little bit when your yeah. parents bought you a globe when you were a kid. It's either Myanmar <laughs> or Burma. <laughs> well, I know I know that story a little bit just because I used to like this band, Mission of Burma. I don't know if you remember the like an old punk band. And like I kind of like I just kind of like at some point was like, what is Burma? And like I looked up that. So I kind of know that story a little bit about Well, Burma they're still Myan- uh, Burmese pythons or whatever. They're not Myanmar Myanmar's pythons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's Burma Shave. Remember no, Burma Shave? That video though of that lady doing aerobics. Where the fucking like coups, like the military convoys driving up. To oh, the... I didn't see that. I didn't see that. You haven't seen that yet? Oh my uh, god, dude! It was like a viral video yesterday of like this like military convoy of like SUVs and like v- like 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 light armor fa- like speed tanks coming through like to raid the press like the parliament to fucking throw down their coup like like and this lady just does these like exercise videos so she's just doing like her aerobics. Like absolutely, and all this is happening right behind her. She literally oh my God, caught that's the amazing. coup on tape. <laughs> she's just sitting there doing aerobics, like absolutely nothing's happening. It's one of the funniest wow. fucking things I've seen. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> she's doing her 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 Burmese aerobics. Yeah, but dude, the Burmese, dude, yeah, because that's what I want to know. Now that there's a coup there, is it still Myanmar or is it like the Burmese have taken over? Well, maybe they're back to being Burma now, right? They're back that's to right. Burma. Yeah, like I. The, the, like I think that would be a class move on the new uh, regime. Hey, I'm loyal to the new regime if they're going to go with Burma. I'll tell you that right now. I'm kind of a <laughs> <Right>. traditionalist. <laughs> no, but okay. So, but now I feel like because like a lot of these gambling markets, just sports gambling in general, like a lot of these markets can be uh, big, especially out here in Vegas, where like all the lines originate here for the most part. Even your local bookie off the offshore books. They're basically basing setting their stuff off the Vegas lines originally. Okay, okay, you don't have to flex, Scott. Come on, you don't have to flex. But but what's funny about it is like there's a lot of these guys out here that are like quote unquote whales or experts or whatever, the big sharps, and they're not that great. So a lot of their bets move a lot of money and move a lot of lines, but that like that late movement doesn't necessarily mean and so what I've heard like there's a great podcast called Whistleblower about the NBA uh referee gambling scandal and how these uh-huh. guys were manipulating games or whatever and how they would get the bets in to like where someone would put a, like a hundred thousand dollar bet on the other team early just so they can get it at a better line when they place the big bet later wow wow that's crazy i mean it makes sense though right i mean yeah and like i would see but i feel like with like the political market because of the way like at this point twitter and politics are just intertwined Oh, the the PI is predicted. It's completely manipulated. I mean, you could always see it. I'm like, particularly like those markets I'm talking about, like who will be the, you know, secretary of defense on March 1st. You know, like I said, originally those were markets that like, who's, who's Joe Biden going to pick because, you know, everybody assumed like, Oh, all his, uh, 
all his picks will make it through by March 1st. Now that's more of a thing, like who's going to get through. But originally those markets were all like, who's Biden going to pick? And like almost in every single case of all those markets, like a day or two before, before the pick was, was announced, you would see a certain candidate like would raise like 10 points. And, and it became a thing where like, if you, if you paid really close attention, you could see like, Oh my God, this, this candidate, they've been the front runner the whole time. But all of a sudden they went up 10 points apropos of nothing. You would know that's there's insiders. There's, there's people in, trading, yeah. who are trading it. Or there would be like a thing where like some unknown candidate who would, it was completely ignored before would go up to 10 points, 15 points, 20 points. And you'd be like, of course. And like, by the end of it, I realized that any any time I saw that, I would be like, "Oh, there, that's the pick. This is insider trading." I would just buy a bunch of that, buy buy a bunch of that person, and then sell it. Yeah, you know? if they're going at from thirty to forty, you're gonna crush it there when it yeah. comes. To, like, yeah. And sometimes it would be going from seventy to eighty, so it would be it would be the person who was already gonna probably be it. And like, okay, but when you I see don't them think we seventy to eighty, you're like, okay, now now this is a solid bet. And I don't think know? we quite explained it. So it's like it's a dollar scale. So if you buy it at twenty, like. It's only ever worth a dollar total on the thing. Yes. So yes. like it'll like balance back and forth. So it might start off at like if it starts off at an even 50 50 and then it just slowly goes up to like, you know, go up all the way to ni- 99 to one until the very when it's a for sure thing at the very end. Right. right. You know, right. And when things are nine and, and I'm predicting predict it's great because there's no fee for buy, like you can buy and sell as much as you want without any trading fees, which is so much fun. But the thing about predicted is there's a, um, I can't remember how it works. It's, it's there's a five and a ten. One of them is anytime you make a profit, any profit you make gets either a five or ten percent. You know, pay the pay the piper. You know, like a yeah. I don't know what you call that. Like a you any anytime you trade something, you lose money. They don't take any money. But if you if you make any profitable trade, they take either five or ten percent. And then any, and then when you cash out, like when you get your money out of predict it, they take either five there's or ten. Percent. I can't remember which yeah, is which. One is five. One is one is five. One is ten. I can't remember. So which they're going to gouge you for fifteen percent, which means you have to win. At, you have at, to do good. You have to. You have, you have to, to do better than sixty-five percent of your money, or sixty-five percent of your money, just to break even at that point. Yeah, you have to like your wins. You have to, yes. I guess I guess six. I guess that's how you put it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, fifteen percent of your money base, roughly fifteen percent of your profits are going to be taken yeah or really it's more than that because if you put money in and you don't don't make any money like if you put 10 bucks in and you don't never make it and you try to take it out they're going to take a percentage out so you have to make at least 50 percent to be profitable yeah to turn to to get in the black there but yeah. there's people on the, there's people who make a fucking living on that website man which is crazy you know dude i'd like to see oh what about like uh royal family uh markets where it's like which like royal inbred uh like corpse fucker is going to have the next royal wedding or what well, like people are into that ro- i'm just trying to think of stupid i mean the, shit, the you gotta wait shit. so you gotta wait so long for that though right it's people, like du- people are into the dumbest shit though people love that the royal bullshit so much like it could be pretty funny like i i yeah. think it would be pretty funny if like for like since you're saying poly market has no cap because it wouldn't be worth it to like rig something for the sake of winning 850 bucks and predict it like that's like a a mortimer randolph trading places uh one dollar bet well the thing is so you can still make you can still make a shitload of money on predicted though because it's an 850 dollar limit but like if you're buying something at let's say 30 cents 
Yeah, that's, that's seventy. That that eight hundred fifty times thirty thirty or whatever. You know, so that's and if if that resolves at a dollar, you know, that's that's a significant amount of money. You know. Now, um, I think it'd be funny though if like people just started rigging like congressional races in Montana. Cause it's like you know, it's like the same three Who guys. Cares? Who cares? Yeah, yeah, it's the same three guys that run or whatever every time around, and they've they've been traded in and off for years or whatever. So you just like start rigging it, just for the sake of these markets and making money. Like 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 because like people talk about oh that that election was rigged, but it'd be funny if they were rigged, but ha- had nothing to do with the politics of the situation. Right. And everything <laughs> to do with the like the people gambling on the markets of it. Yeah. We don't care. We're good. We don't care about anything. We're just trying to make money unpredicted. Yeah. Yeah. This guy was the biggest underdog going in. And so we just, called I mean, it- po- poly market could actually do that. I, I feel like predicted because of the $850 limit per Yeah. Per, it wouldn't be worth it. To, to- it wouldn't be worth it. But like in poly market, there's, there will probably be a scandal at some point where somebody's doing some Somebody, yeah. shenanigans. I'm just thinking like, it'd be funny if like they got like a, tr- like a bot army on twitter to call like yeah. the, like if it's like one dude versus one dude and they just like the guy the underdogs like let's say at 20 cents on the dollar going in right and so they get a bot army to call the other guy a pedophile every day until yeah. it becomes a news story <laughs> <laughs> I, I i there's definitely been a few instances i've read about where um like political like political writers like esteemed political writers at like you know whatever the hill or politico have written things like have written these stories that are kind of like clickbaity stories, you know, that seem very designed just to manipulate a, a political trading market, you know, Dude, and like no, they I have no totally bearing reality. That. And then like there's a bunch of people post it and then like a price will either go up or down 30 cents, but and then like a day later it will just go back down to where it was. It's like, why did that person write that story? It's like you gotta wonder what's going on there. Yeah, no, I I do it. I definitely think there's that kind of stuff happening. Like I said, like you don't have to wait for the final result on these things oh, to come crashing in. The final result. This is this is the opposite of sports trading. Like you, yeah. it's all about where's the market going to bounce based on news. Like it's that's what it, that's what it's all about. Like I never hold anything. You to, can to, almost to, just bet the news cycles. Like, hey, dude, I, yeah. I I think they're like, uh, if anybody's out there looking to write a succession spec script, dude. Uh, the Roy family influencing gambling, Roman Roy influencing gambling political markets through their fucking news network would be one yep. of the greatest fucking episodes. There ever. you go. Yeah. Damn. And Macaulay, Macaulay Culkin makes a cameo as uh, Kieran's clone. As a, no, as a rival trade, as a rival uh, politics trader, a rival uh, trader who was like he, he was he was cloned from Kieran was actually cloned from his DNA and they're the same person. <laughs> and, um, I don't know. And then he does. What's what's the Home Alone catchphrase? We got to have the the, the Bacoli guy say he he slaps his cheeks at some point. You know, after yeah, after I don't think he trade. had so much of a catchphrase. It was it was yeah. a cheap cheek slap, I think. Cheek like, slapping, yeah. Dude, speaking of uh, epic uh, heroes, I just want to like give a sh- quick shout out here to my boy Dustin Diamond, aka Ah uh, uh, R.I.P. Dude, uh, man, the guy the guy who was so hated by his former castmates that he did not even get invited back. For the revival show, the yeah. nostalgia, the nostalgia party, the riot, the nostalgia party that was like, oh, let's let's celebrate our past, let's put our differences aside. He couldn't even get invited. And to the real irony that. of that is, he was the one original cast member that they, besides Mister Belding, that they brought back for the new class. One hundred percent. He was also like the most iconic of them. Let's be honest. You know? Yeah, no, he was. And oh, I don't know. I mean, Zach Morris has uh, or Kelly Kapowski. There's some. Uh, I, I guarantee you, if you go, if you go to a hundred people. 
who watched that show and you asked them who's Zach Morris, who's Screech, they would know Screech before Zach. So Morris. he he was like two years older than me, and they him and his friends they had a posse that used to hang out on Disneyland every weekend. And so if you went, wow. to, and I had a Disneyland annual pass, and my aunt lived right by there, so we would go quite OC, a bit. OC OC so life. You, you would see. Uh, Dustin Diamond at Disneyland like all the time. That must those... have been cool. Like how old how old was he at this point? Like what's the age? He's like two years older than me, so I want to say he was probably like 15, 16. Wow. Was like 15, and was this 14. was this post yeah, Save by the like Bell 12, or during? Yeah. This, this was during the Save by the, by the Bell, Bell years, yeah. Oh my god. I mean he must have been getting so much preteen pussy. Right? I mean, yeah, because like well, that's the thing funny thing about it is he was actually younger than all the other people on the cast. Like he oh, was yeah. he was younger than the character he was supposed to play. Like he was playing, wow. you know, like okay. he played a, a kid who graduated technically like the say by the bell kids graduated high school, like 93 or whatever. He would have been actually like class of 95 or something like that. Wow. OK. Um. By the way, we we, we know he had a huge dick, right? I mean, huge dong, you know, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 I've seen it. I've seen it online. I'm not. You, you I watch it. Up. I heard he used a stunt double for that sex tape, though. So it's just he, a he used cock. a what? He used a stunt cock for that sex tape. Oh, really? Because I don't I don't know. I mean, I never actually watched the sex scene. I think I just saw some pics at uh, one point. If he was using a stunt cock, though, that's pretty sad. I mean, come on. Yeah. Man, that's that's sad. He should, Mario like, Lopez would never use a stunt cock. <laughs> By the way, my 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 friend Greta Lyle, um, she grew up in OC too, which is where Mario's from. And uh she actually went to prom with Mario Lopez pre pre fame. She's got these awesome pictures of them at wow. Of yeah, because he was like, I want to say he was like, you know, in his like early twenties when he got the part or whatever. You know, well, he was def- it was definitely out of high school when he got it. Yeah, sure. sure. Yeah, he's like a late teens, early twenties. Where yeah. Dustin Diamond's like his thirteen year old castmate. So yeah, like already <laughs> that like that's gonna be a huge like you're not gonna quite fit in like yeah oh for sure yeah. like like dude and he, you got these three hot these three gorgeous girls you know he's still and, trying to finger blast at, at Disneyland <laughs> wh- while Jesse Spano's fucking doing is, showgirls showgirls like. <laughs> <laughs> Doing full fucking like practically doing simulated anal scenes and whatnot. Yeah, like, and, and by the way, night. Let's give it up for her too, right? Dude, what in a showgirl sequel? Are they doing a showgirl sequel? It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, I haven't heard about that, but yeah, that seems that seems like it has to happen. That I mean, it's got to happen, and like Vegas needs it, dude. I'm telling you, man. The only reason it wouldn't happen is because maybe that. I mean, all those. Like classic cult films from that era always get rebooted or re or sequelized or something. I maybe maybe the whole stripper thing maybe it's like considered a little. I'm trying to think on PC at this point. I don't know. Out of the three I main mean, cast members of that of uh, like um, Elizabeth Berkley, um, Kyle MacLachlan, and Gina Gershon, I don't see any one of them turning down a showgirl sequel. At oh this hell point no! In their career. Oh hell no! No hell no! Like that's that. So like, it would be pretty easy to get together. Now, I wanted to get into this Wall Street stuff with you, but did you see that Netflix has already inked a deal? To uh... I can't believe that went down so fast. I mean, usually it would be like another week or two. It's like right. this happened three days ago. Like you do you not know, have us like, dude. Someone's developing the story. Yeah, right. like dude. Anybody like they're like this person's gonna star in it. Any actor that's like. I will do that project site, you know, for net, like, dude, dude, I don't care who's writing it. I don't care who's, you're going to end up doing a pile of shit. Like, yeah, no, but listen, it's Netflix. It'll probably be really good. I know. That's a funny thing. Actually, you know, I, I tried to watch like uh, uh, that Aaron Sorkin movie about the Chicago seven 
I mean, yeah, I, I didn't tur- watch it. I turned it off, like, dude, like twenty minutes, thirty minutes in. Because first off, I couldn't buy like. Why, well, why did why did you turn it off? Why, I'm curious. Why I couldn't buy Sasha Baron Cohen, like forty eight year old Sasha Baron Cohen, and like forty five year old Jeremy Strong playing Abby Hoffman and fucking Jerry Rubin when they're like in their okay. mid twenties. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. Like I like those guys a lot. Don't get me wrong. Sure, but oh, I dude, love them too, get twenty-five but... year olds to play twenty-five, or at least get thirty-year-olds to play twenty-five year olds. Don't get yeah. dudes older than me to do that. Yeah. I mean, pull, pull <laughs> a pull a screech. Get 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 a thirteen-year-old to play Abby Hoffman. Yeah, that'd be great, dude. Don't trust anyone over fucking sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like that, and it's just. But like... was it, I, I just, I just, I mean, to me, it's like I don't. There's so much to watch now. It's like. I'm interested in that story, but it's just like if you want to watch a good thing about like a good like drama- dramatization of the Chicago Seven, uh, watch the fucking um, Abby Hoffman movie. Seal this movie starring Vincent D'Onofrio. Oh yeah, I've seen that. That's great. Uh, that guy's a great actor. too. Yep, and that scene. Although he was probably forty in that. He too. was probably forty <laughs> in that, but like I don't know, he was really authentic. Like, he's a really good yeah. guy. Like yeah, but no, like dude, like up. I think that's the best the Chicago Seven trial's ever been done on film. Yeah, because there's the other one with Danny Masterson that's awful. Oh my god! I mean, say no more. I don't. I don't know anything <laughs> about it. I, I don't want to know. It's 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 an episode of the it's an episode of the ranch where he has a dream that he's Abby Hoffman. Is no, he was he was Kevin. Cor- he played no. He played uh Jerry Rubin. Um, okay. Um, fucking Kevin Corrigan played Jerry Rubin in the app and the Vincent D'Onofrio one. Which I'm a huge, I love I love him by the way too. He is one of my favorite character actors of all time. He's so sure. good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for those of you that aren't familiar with who I'm talking about, it's the dude in Goodfellas in the wheelchair, like his brother, the guy that plays his brother. Uh, and he's in, he plays he was, well, he's great in the slums of Beverly Hills where he plays the weed dealer that lives next door. He's so uh, great. And by the when I lived when I first moved to L.A., I lived in Studio City, and I went to this. When I went to work and ride at this. Uh, like a little pretentious piece of shit. I used to go to this coffee shop every day and he would come in all the time and he was the nicest. Like he was just like a neighborhood guy. He was like the nicest, most gregarious guy ever. Like just like talking to everybody, just like, I mean, clearly a typical actor who just needs constant. Yeah. Look at me. Let's talk. Yeah. Just, but it's also just like, it's beautiful. Like how he's just like every, every person matters. Every person is valid. To me, he's I want like to talk to everybody. Perfect career. Cause dude, he was in Goodfellas when he was young. Like, Dude, oh yeah, he's been he's been, he's done oh, like he's he's done huge sitcoms. He's, he's done, done big time sitcoms. Stuff. Yeah, he's done fucking yeah. like he's he was in The Departed. Dude, oh like, yeah, like he's got that. That is a perfect career right there. You know, it you really get recognized is. enough. You get recognized enough to get all the perks of fame, but it's not annoying. You know. Yeah, yeah. They're not. No one's going through your trash. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there's no. There's no. There's no Dylanologists going through your trash like Bob Dylan's. Like the way through Bob Dylan's trash. Oh man, there's dude. no Corriganologists, you know. Dude, that'd be funny if there was like if Kevin Corrigan's like, no man, I, he, he listens to my show and he has to email me saying, oh my god, I have a huge <laughs> soccer dude that's layoff, not a control guys. man. Stop talking about it. <laughs> no, okay, so like, but with the Wall Street thing here, okay. So we were saying how like, dude, it's it, like this social media insider. Now, I I, I kind of thought of like. There's all these people on social media that think they're an insider when they're not. That's part of the charm of social media is feeling like you're in a club for a lot right. of people. Okay. So I feel like that was kind of the phenomenon with what happened here on Wall Street with the GameStop fucking going against the shorts. But a lot of it was just a fuck you to the fucking system. And I don't think people. Sure. I don't think people con- like like a lot of like people like Jimmy Kimmel or like 
like well, okay and I, I used to work for kibble i don't want to diss him too much i like him but like he I, he was like saying are these people like one thing I, I, this clip might have been out of context he was like saying are these implying that these people doing this might have been russian bots i'm like seriously bro are you still buying into the whole russian yeah i mean that was all bs i mean i'm sorry it's like it was a, just a neoliberal i mean to- i don't want to get too political but it's like the russia china america we all are doing stuff to each other constantly to make it out like oh russia got trump elected is just so disingenuous and it was such a waste of time for two years for four years of trump making it out like oh russia is the reason trump got elected i mean we've wasted four years on this bs well, it it's was like, almost it's, it's almost funny on this because i felt like this is one of those issues where you can tell exactly where people are on the pay scale because like yeah there was yes a, because like anybody like who made like over one hundred twenty five thousand a year i want to say was yeah. immediately against the people on reddit Whereas everybody yeah. else was like, yeah, fuck it. Stick it to those motherfuckers. Yeah, it, it, it lines up completely with uh, how many people, when Biden got elected, were like, woo, all our problems are over. It's yeah. like, all those no, people... I'm glad Biden got elected, but our problems are just fucking getting started, guys. Yeah, like there's Come a lot on. to fix. Like, it's not just... Yeah. It's, and, he, and he certainly is not the person I would prefer to be the one in charge of fixing them but uh he's better than trump yeah 100%. i mean yeah like it's like saying oh yeah that bag of shit's better than the flaming bag of shit right <laughs> like, yeah it is and, they, and, and maybe the fact that you know the, the i can't think of a good bag of shit related analogy but <laughs> the bottom line is maybe shit is so bad that the bag of shit will be able to do something the flaming bag of shit wouldn't do or maybe the bag of shit will do something that the bag of shit wouldn't do under normal circumstances yeah exactly. yeah in either case the flaming bag of shit would have never done anything yeah because it's just gonna burn itself out shit, yeah <laughs> but maybe the bag of shit will do something i don't know yeah you never know the black the bag of shit has potential to become fertilizer look man here's the deal <laughs> hey brother a uh, core pop told me i'm a bag of shit and i need to you know help the people out and send out the checks and whatnot uh, oh yeah no, but we want to do things. We want to do things that are good, not bad. No, we want to be positive, not negative. You're absolutely because I felt like it was like it was an immediate like like you said, yeah. It's like this perfect circle Venn diagram from the people that wanted to go back to brunch, but I felt like there was really like that dividing line of like how much how what your salary is. Okay, if it was above this much, you were protecting the billionaires. If it's below Anybody this much, you can't. Rooting for the Reddit people is just a scumbag. It's like even if if I had a million bucks, if I was a millionaire, I would still be rooting for exactly the Reddit people. I mean, if, if if I listen, if I if I was a hedge fund guy and all my finances were tied up with a hedge fund, maybe I might think a little differently. I might be like, ah, that sucks. But still, those guys are pretty cool. Now, see, here's one thing I was thinking about about this. And I was talking to Rutherford about it on the last episode, but it's like Ooh. Nick Rutherford. Look but, at you with the name drops. <laughs> dude, I've been getting big. Dude, you're up there too, man. I've been getting good guests, dude. I've been getting good guests. I, I'm a good booker. No, but like, so, um, like, there's going to get a point where, like, these, like, the financiers, the banks, the, cre- the the people that are supplying the credit line to these hedge funds and whatnot, there's a certain point where them and their Wall Street bros are just finally like, you know, fuck you guys. We're, we're with the Redditors. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Like, we're not going to keep propping you assholes up. Because, like, if you're not familiar with the hedge fund, really all it does and all it serves to do is bet again. Most of them make their money in shorts. And is betting, that right? Is that, their, is that their main thing? Well, I wouldn't say it's it's a combination of that 
and using it to build up other businesses. So it's like you put other people out of business and short by through shorts well, so and whatnot. I, I don't know. So I, you can I, pump I, I something limited... else up even bigger. So you're tipping the scales with both hands on both ends. So I have a limited knowledge of hedge funds. I mean, I clearly I know what it is, but like I would say, is is it is it known that it's an a, an active activity like a a, a a main activity of hedge fund managers to like sort of not necessarily conspire, but to sort of team up to destroy companies that they're all shorting. Yeah, no, that's so totally, they, like, yeah. so that's exactly, so what exa- exactly what the Redditors did to them is what they do for a living. Outlawed is what they do for a living every to make day money for yes. billionaires. Okay. Yeah. That's so, okay. It. Yeah. Let's do the math guys. <laughs> yeah. And so figure out what side you're on. Yeah. And, and meanwhile, in the middle of it all, we have court Robin hood, who is the mythical archetypal symbol of robbing from the rich and giving to the poor, who is, ostensibly the liaison between the quote-unquote poor and the market and then they fuck them over at the behest of the hedge fund which owns them it's like they put out like they put sears and jc penny out of business so they can increase their stake in target and walmart that makes yeah. it, you know like they do shit I like mean, that to be, to, be, to be fair that's inevitable anyway yeah but they're probably expediting it a little more which is you know, well, these guys are the ones when you talk about Wall Street fucking over Main Street, these are the guys that fuck over small businesses more than anybody. For sure. Because For sure. when like these banks and financial like smaller banks and smaller financial institutions that are financing a lot of these small businesses get gobbled up by these hedge funds, they get everybody gets spit out and kicked to the curb. And like it's really gross when you start looking at like CEO salaries and how and like and how much they got increased in the stock options attached to all that and how much these guys all made. And then how many how much those how many people those companies are laying off while that's all happening? Right. So we have right. people losing their jobs and the stock market going up nonstop. It, like it shows that it has nothing. Like the stock market should probably reflect to some degree the productivity going on. Well, it has nothing to do with it at this point. That's and that's clear because you know from the beginning of the pandemic, the stock market has been do, going gangbusters. That's I wish, like that, that, that cannot that is impossible reflect reality because reality is even if there will be a quick recovery from the, the, the pandemic, which I don't think there will be by any means, it's like that's just not re, it, it's not reflecting reality, and that tells you everything you need to know. You know exactly. Like it's crazy to think that like there was a period of like three days or whatever last year where Jeff Bezos made something like three hundred billion. So like as the world's three hundred melt- billion. I mean, yeah, he. It's insane how much money he and Elon Musk made over the last year. Yeah, yeah. we're like the top people made like three point nine trillion, and the bottom people lost three point seven trillion. Wow! Like, that, like wow, that, dude, like that's insane. Like, okay, listen, guys, anyone listening, just know, uh, keep 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 this up because uh, there's going to be some guillotines coming. Like, seriously, I'm not <laughs> in support of this. I I don't I would never kill anyone myself. I would never take to the streets. I'm too old for that shit. Um, I don't support these fucking people marching on the Capitol and you know insurrectionists at all. They're all a bunch of dummies. I do support taking a shit. Happen, Nan- I do take a support taking a shit in Nancy Pelosi's office. Uh, I, I I can get behind that. I can get behind I, that. You know sure. I'm okay with that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with t- the guy. That- I, I'm behind. I could get behind taking a shit in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with the guy that tased himself in the nuts to death that that's a good I, bit 
That's a really. I can I can get I can get behind uh, taking a shit in her uh, gourmet chocolate ice cream from her uh, twenty four thousand dollar refrigerator from that video last summer. Too. Yeah, I will donate every Patreon dollar to the show ever if you can freeze some poop and put it in Nancy Pelosi's fucking uh, her gourmet freezer. Yeah. And give you some gourmet fucking chocolate of your did you, own. Did you see that segment on Corden? This is like going back May or June of last year. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, dude, during the like peak of the pandemic. Peak of the pandemic. She's, she's standing like in front of like a $25,000 freezer or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And <laughs> it's just, it's like, it's insane. It's just like, what, what planet are you on, bitch? What, I mean, like, listen, I, I, enjoy your wealth. I don't begrudge you. You, you know, you manipulate the system. You got... You know, you you voted for shit that got you a lot of money. You know, you completely well, fucked over the system, she, fucked over she, working people that you claim to represent to get money. Enjoy it, but like, don't go on TV. Don't go on national TV showing off how wealthy you are when people are getting losing their jobs. I mean, they're so tone deaf. You yeah, know? it's like the old mafia, man. Like Carlo Gambino, like wore cardigans and sipped espresso at the cafe and lived in his little brownstone in Brooklyn. He didn't do this John Gotti five thousand dollar suits get on TV yeah. every day bullshit. You know, yeah. like dude, if be you're smart. if you're gonna be, be a crook, fucking stay in the shadows. Like yeah, I, sh- I shouldn't, sure. I shouldn't, I shouldn't be able to pick you out of a lineup. By the way, have you seen that picture of Pelosi with JFK where he's checking out her tits back in the day? Uh, JFK, the original JFK. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, not JFK. Oh no, I haven't seen it. But by the way, bitch got some nice tits. Yeah, dude. I mean, I, she's eighty-seven or something. She's still got them titties. Dude, she definitely had some work done because I feel like at the beginning of the pandemic. Her titties were not <laughs> popping as hard as they were. Like by the time November and the election came around, man, she was sacked, dude. Like I definitely think she got some work done. Like, Listen, I don't know, man. I swear to God, if I, I can't remember when it was, I swear to God, if you go back to like 2013, I got some tweet about like, damn, Nancy Pelosi got some titties or something. <laughs> like it's they've been they've been self evident for quite a while. So I you've mean, you've been on the Pelosi titty train because I felt like Pelosi, I, I, I have been. Yeah, uh, yeah, I have been. Again, I'm not a fan of her. I mean, I respect her. I respect her her hustle. I mean, she she does what she needs to do, but like. Yeah, um, I respect. She's, she's good at what she does. I respect I just, buying a billion dollars worth of Tesla stock right before Biden announces a federal electric vehicle. Fleet. <laughs> how can right. you not? How can you not do that? Yeah. Like that's just yeah, that's just smart well, listen, business. Man, she ripped up some paper when Trump gave a speech. So. Dude, dude, she ripped queen! up the paper. Yes, queen, queen. slay, <laughs> queen, slay, dude. No, that shit's so funny, dude. It's like such an empty gesture. It's like turn around, do that, do the bogus impeachment while you're voting to increase the military budget by like thirty billion and give them more missiles than anyone's ever had in the history of this world. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the that's that's the thing I love. You know, the Jimmy Dore line. It's like you know, you you talk about how Trump is an existential threat. He's he's a danger to the country, and yet you just turn around and approve all his his budget. Like it's like. You didn't push back on it at all. It's like, how is he? Like, what's what's dangerous about him? If you say he's da- he's dangerous, what's dangerous about him? I mean, you would think if you say somebody's a dangerous and existential threat to your country, yeah, it you, would be the, his his policies. You wouldn't the give him thirty billion more in missiles than the guy before him. Yeah, you wouldn't just sign up on all his policies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because that's really how was he dangerous, other than his policies? Yeah, he 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 has rude tweets. Is that dangerous? No, I mean, okay, I guess in the end, yes, he stoked a, an insurrection yeah I but mean, um but but prior to that for four years i mean the only things he did was his policies i mean it was just a bunch of tweets and saying mean things about people he didn't do any stuff they you know? would have done without him 
Oh, 100%. I mean, and that's he the was thing Rom- people don't, a lot of people like, Romney. he was Romney. He was Romney. And this There's is no the part of the show where people will call us Nazis for saying this because well, <laughs> it, it doesn't go in line with. Well, listen, I, I used to be a fucking brainwashed Democrat too, who was like, Obama's got to drone people. It's, it's for the good. I mean, at some point, you got to fucking get your head out of the sand and realize, like, this is, this isn't just because. Just just because Trump is bad doesn't mean everything else is good. You know? Well, and not only that, like big, like dude, like all this military spending and everything, like huge contracts for Raytheon and Halliburton aren't good for the country. Like they're awful. They're, they're it's awful. not good. Like it's just... well, especially like listen, I'd be like, I, my take is like, go ahead and do your fucking regime change wars, but give people fucking health care. Give yeah. people a, a small UBI. If you do that, if you take care of the economics of the people of America. Go ahead and do your corrupt bullshit overseas. Well, what was the like, last? I, if the we last, can afford uh, it all, that's fine. The last CARE Act included like five hundred billion for Israel, or something like some some crazy amount like that, or five hundred million. I think it was more than half a million. Half a billion. semite No, no. <laughs> but no, it included like that much. But it was like part of that money for them was to help subsidize their national health care. So how fucked up is that? That our That's most- the <laughs> most fucked up thing ever. <laughs> like, so it's like, yeah, not only are we not getting it, we're paying for it for we're literally paying for it for other people. Like, and it's like, I, I mean, it's hard to. Hey, look, if you don't want health care, you're an, you know, like, that's cool. But if you don't it's, want it for everybody, if you don't want it for, like, most people, you're a fucking asshole. Well, it's not even about you're right. You're completely right. But it's also it's not even about being an asshole. It's about the only way if you, if you look at the math, if you look at the science of it, if you look at the numbers, if you crunch the numbers, the only way a nationalized healthcare system works is if you just provide healthcare for everyone. That's, I mean, it's not about like, it's really not even about having empathy or sympathy. It's just, you either give it, you just give it to everybody or you, you make a choice in society. You either give it to everybody or well, you say, you know what? No, you don't get it. And if you fall, if you, if you fall down the street and you're having a heart attack, you just have to die in the street. That's, I mean, that's just, just how it is. The pandemic would have tr- been, would have been handled a lot better with the national system. Because there's there's already like an infrastructure in place for the vaccination for all that kind of stuff, but especially to like uh, through it like a national database, you can easily target the most at risk people right away. You know, you can immediately do a lot of this stuff right away and take a lot more precautions. Yeah, but I mean, you know, that's true. But like, I mean, look, I, I listen. I don't know a lot about this, but I would just say, look at England. They've kind of fucked. They it up. fucked I mean, it up. But yeah, England, I, England I, I has, honestly, they're I, a smaller country than us, and they have a national health. System I knew you were going to say, but England. No, I mean, I just sucks. don't even know. I don't even know. I'm, I, I, I'm not making an argument. I'm but just saying. I do you think like England has their head up their ass on so much shit right now? That this, the, like, they're gonna drop any hot potato. Like, they're like the same way we are right now. We're we're just yeah. pretty much gonna drop any hot potato, no matter what. That's like, probably true. Like, there's, you know, like, and I can't, I said it like two months ago, but it's more, I, dude, for reals now. But it's like, wait, dude, by this summer, we'll have forgotten about the pandemic when war in Iran fucking heating up. <laughs> like, Maybe. I mean, I, I, I still, I mean, I don't have faith in Biden. I still think there's a chance that. Here's what it is. It's not even optimism. It's just really, there's. I, I have to assume that there's people in his ear who recognize that if they don't fucking deliver on on any on shit in the next two years, they never win again. They're they're looking down the barrel of a really. I mean, yep. listen, Trump manipulated the census. Redistricting in in the next couple of years is going to really 
go against Democrats. I mean, like Repu- the Republicans' whole game plan in the last twenty years, beyond twenty years, they got the courts. Been, we know they got we're going to be a minority lined up. Yeah, man. C- courts are packed. Courts are packed. That courts are packed. Ready? Like, listen, John Roberts, of course, will because he's performative and smart. He he won't ever do anything super controversial. Like, he won't let no. them go. He won't. He won't let them outlaw abortion. That's not going to happen. Yeah, no. it's but he. But on the things that matter to conservatives, and, and by conservatives, I mean the conservative elite. The Dude, rich and, people, and the thing is, they, they, they're going to it's going to be a completely conservative court unless we unless we have more Supreme Court justice. Cool. And like, I mean, if Biden just rolls over, it's like Democrats are going to get rolled. And the only and, and listen, I don't think it will last forever. But like the system is so rigged to begin with. I mean, between the fact that Montana, Montana has as many senators as California. I mean, that tells you all you need to know about the Senate. We're fucked in the Senate. Or how about okay, Montana, gerrymandering. The, Montana, the Dakotas, Wyoming, and, yeah. uh, and well, Idaho I mean, just, have five times the amount of senators of California well, some, and a fraction some, of the amount some of people. Figure, there's some figure that like 50 United States senators represent 22 percent i can't remember the exact number something like 22 percent of america is represented by 50 senators and the other 78 are if i've got that math right are represented by the other 50 that sounds about like it's, right yeah it's like it's an insane bullshit number so we, we're already fucked with the senate now they're going to jerry rig the, the house based on these bullshit census numbers and the gerrymandering and so we're going to get the the Dems could easily lose the house. You know, and- I had a couple people who like in 2019, 2020, early before pre pandemic 2020, who were to saying, I'm out of work. I'm looking for work. I need any kind of work. Uh, and I, and I hit them up about the census saying, Hey, if you, you know, this is a good thing to work for because you can help prevent more Jerry rigging kind of thing, you know, and, 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 and ruining this, you know, like, like this is something like, and it pays okay. And you know, it's, it's, and like both, and like everybody, basically everybody I recommend that to you, like bitch me out, like going like, I'm a, I'm a fucking union puppeteer. Why the fuck would I do something like that? I'm looking for puppeteering work and puppeteering work only. And I realize I'm <laughs> never gonna help anybody get a job. Well, again. hey, hey, I could tell you they made a bad mistake because my parents, my parents are retired, and as as a sort of like activist, sort of like. You know, they're they're in their like late sixties and like as half activism, half like let's make some extra money. They both signed up to work for the census. They each worked a week and then COVID happened and they received unemployment benefits. Federal unemployment benefits. Yep. Federal the the federal benefit plus the enhanced benefits from working one fucking week. They made thousands and thousands of dollars off working one week <laughs> yep so where are and because you now, they were too people? old because they were too old they they were they they, they weren't required to work you know oh that's so your, your your puppeteer friends fucked up is what i'm trying to say yeah you, all these union puppeteers out here fucking <laughs> you know union think, puppeteers we are some union puppeteers hey really i'm sorry think, so. but sometimes if you're a puppeteer you just got to do some scab labor <laughs> you know? I, I normally i normally don't condone crossing and becoming a sca- crossing a line becoming a scab but if you're in the puppeteering world yeah yeah absolutely uh need to do that Listen, <laughs> you gotta you gotta feed your kids one way or another you know i mean <laughs> dude but, um, so, but bottom line those democrats are fucked i mean and and i you know if, if they don't deliver in the next two years uh, we're, they're going to go to a very dark time, and there will yeah. be a there will be a Republican populist who's like, you know, 
let's give people their $2,000 checks because why do they care? You know, it's like, exactly. So, and they will take over the part they will take over the country. But the bottom line is I don't, if that does happen, that's a nightmare scenario. I don't think it'll last because I think, you know, the AOCs, the Ilhan Omars, they're about to take over the democratic party. I mean, Pelosi will be dead in 10 years. Biden will be dead in 10 years. They'll all be dead in Diane 10 years. Diane Feinstein's going to live for another 35 years, and you know it. Well, if she does, it's there's going to be a lot of drool drooled out of that fucking <laughs> She's going to live to be like 140. Mouth. She's going to... They're going to have to fucking Strom Thurmond her out of there, dude, one day. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna... My God, she is the worst of all, I think. Honestly. I know, she is, because, like, dude, like, I mean, uh, what kind of mayor, former mayor of San Francisco... Stood up for fucking Confederate monuments in the 1980s. That's a bull. Like I know it's a oh become God. a hot potato issue lately and whatnot, but yeah, I get why it's a, it's Mississippi's just coming around to it. But San Francisco, that should be a pretty hard no brainer on that one. It's- Listen, Harvey Milk is rolling over in his grave, and it's not just so he can take it up the ass <laughs> from, from a from a uh, fucking corpse fucker. I'm telling you. But he's probably an expert corpse from one corpse fucker to another. I got (laughs) to say Harvey Milk, man. Boy, that ass like uh, that ass, man. uh, But no, dude, like uh, you're right. Like the the Democrats are fucked. And like, I think now is the time for a third party because you can actually get a third populist, like a like almost a populist party in a weird way. Yeah, but what would happen, though, if a third party ran? I mean, just to be the the the, uh, devil's devil's advocate. advocate. All right. I mean, um, it would it would depend it would depend on who it is, right? It would depend on who it is. Here's the thing: if, if you just if you form a, if you form a party and you run like I think it's like ten percent really advocates you have to get, our views. Do you get ten percent when it comes down to the general election? Okay, then you qualify for federal funding, and you get to start. So it's more like a twelve year plan, whereby the first one you we don't have twelve years, Scott. We don't have twelve years, man. We're, we're you got to punt the first one, and then you make noise in the next two. And ideally, by the like, I, I, ideally you win. You know, like it's gonna be hard the first that, that first. It's time. so much. It's so much easier to take over one of the existing pop parties, which Donald Trump just fucking proved. Donald Trump took over that party. Somebody could take over the Democratic I, Party. Here's the problem. So I don't think, easily. I don't think. I think they already have taken over the Democratic Party, and that's who, like who? the hedge fund billionaires that we were talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, well, yeah, they've controlled it from since Clinton. I mean, that's they've controlled it since Clinton. Uh, uh, an outsider candidate. You know, Bernie could have taken it over if he if he'd won. I think, but the billionaires you know, he, have the resources, the railroad people, and ways. And I don't know. It's, Don, a, it's a, Donald Trump. Donald Trump in 2016. Donald Trump spent about one. I'm talk, I'm pulling numbers out of my ass, but I'm not too far off. I promise. He spent about one fifth of the money uh, Hillary did. About he raised about one fifth the money from Wall Street that Hillary. But did. He's also a weird phenomenon because he is because he, he is. was a big time celebrity before. Right, so, but Bernie was a phenomenon too. True, but and like Bernie he, he didn't almost have the won. He didn't have the celebrity factor going in the way Trump did, where Trump was on people's TV for decades. Trump was a part of things like WrestleMania, where he appealed sure. to a certain like like raw animal instinct in a lot of people. You're absolutely right, but my point is though, like you, it, it wouldn't have to be exactly like that. I mean, it could be anything from like, it could be AOC. No, you, suddenly you know finding the lane. Be. I think I have the perfect candidate. Tell me, no, listen. I, I I'm gonna write down who I think you're gonna say. It's I'll a joke. It's gonna. It's a joke candidate too. No, you know, it's like. not a joke because I think it's real. I mean, if, if what you're gonna say, you might think it's a joke, but I I, I I'm just taking a hunch here. 
you might think it's a joke, but I think this person is for real. Like a Dwayne real the Rock potential. Johnson. Yes, I, call, I knew you. Yes, you know me well, it. dude. You know me well, dude. That's- Dwayne, no, it's not that I know you well. I, I do know you well. You're smart. That's the guy that could do it. And uh, listen, that guy could would, bring. That guy could bring. Like, dude, that guy could be the next George Washington, dude. Like, he, we would be putting him on money one day. I have no doubt. I have no doubt about that. I, I have no doubt about that. I love him. I think he's awesome. We got to put the rock I, on the on the five hundred dollar bill. We're gonna make five hundred dollar bills now. We're gonna put because first off, <laughs> inflation's gonna no, go no, out of control. The million dollar bill. We'll make the million yeah, dollar bill. But just, when inflation goes out. Of control we're gonna need 500 dollars bills just to just to go buy a big mac <laughs> how, how great was that that we called that together though like i we had that mind meld right there that was dude, great i think that was fantastic i think uh we're about good on time dude and that's like the perfect note to go out on is that uh we <laughs> both Dwayne stand... the rock johnson needs to run in 2024 yes and save the world like i think he's saved only... the world he saved it so many times now i would like I think like Kurt Russell. I've seen Kurt Russell save a lot of scenarios over the years of my life. It's true. It's I think true. Kurt Russell could do a fantastic job. Like, dude, and does he have any interest in politics though? I don't even know. I, mean, I don't know, that... but like, it doesn't matter anymore. You just have to be a cool celebrity, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> like, but like Kurt Russell, because like here's what he was a former pro baseball player. That's cool. Is that right? I didn't know that. Yeah, dude, and like, uh, watch on uh, I believe it's on Netflix, the Battered Bastards of Baseball. It's a documentary about a former minor league team that he played for that his dad owned in Portland. Wow. That's amazing. And it's like this weird, like port, like they were like trying to make Portland, like a, like the coolest minor league baseball city of all time. And it's a cool little documentary about like, it was like in the seventies, but he was like a child star, but a phenom baseball player and went and then got hurt and then went back to acting. And wow. then, you know, then was in some of my favorite movies. And so, and, and then he'd have to be, he, he should make Escape from D.C. in the next few years. Dude, Escape can... from D.C.? Oh, my God, dude. That's the movie. That's yeah. the movie right there, where D.C. is officially a swamp prison uh, penal system. Yeah. Dude, let's team up and write Escape. I bet you John Carpenter would be down, <laughs> dude. If we team up and write Escape from D.C., dude. I'm, that... I'm, trying to th- I'm trying to think of one more celebrity who could be, like, who could just kind of come out of nowhere and, like, do that? Like, people always talked about, oh, you're frozen right now. Am I frozen? No, no, you're you're fine. Okay. You're going, yeah. Okay. Uh, people talk about Oprah. I'm like, fuck Oprah. Nobody yeah, gives no, a fuck no, about no. Oprah. Like, like it's got to be somebody that appeals across. Like, listen, I always loved, I, I'm a total liberal. I'm a total progressive. I always loved Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. I no, always I think had Arnold, a good feeling about I him. He's too old now. You know, he's too, he's, he's, he's too old he's, and he's, he's not actually, born here. He wasn't born here. I always thought that if, if he had been a successful California governor, they could they would they would have changed the law. But, I, you know, probably. California California they they conspired to make him a failed governor. You know, there's no question they did because he's Republican. But um, he's not really a Republican. He's actually just he's a cool really dude. he he's basically in the same political realm as Obama and Clinton. Like they're all yeah, basically well, the same. Yeah. Like like. They all basically have similar politics and ideas. Well, it's, it's real politics. It's and, real politics is what it is. I think for I, I think it's real politics. And like, I think real politics is kind of outdated now. But, you know, that's Biden, too. It's I, like by real politics. I mean, like they deal with the political situation as it is. They're not too ideological. Because I think know? with Kurt Russell, all you really have like the rock. That's an easy. That's a no brainer. We both agreed on that one very quickly with Kurt yeah. Russell. Dude, all you got to do for his campaign ads is play the clips from Miracle of him beating 
at playing Coach Herb Brooks and beating the Soviet uh, hockey oh, team yeah. in 1980 over and over again. Oh, yeah. And be like, this is the guy we want <laughs> leading us. And that's, yeah. that's easy. That's easy. He's, he, no, and that would slides. please the neoliberals. That would please the neoliberals, too, because it's him beating Russia. Exactly, like, hey, dude. Russia, who stole the election for Trump. Now you... And it, it's it's a man sport like hockey, so all like tough like want to be tough guys will be cool with it. Like it, it works yeah, any, on a lot of anybody, levels. Anybody, anybody who has a, a any guy who has a a name where your first name and your last name could both be first names, that's always a good sign. That's a very that's good, a good sign. Very very good sign. Also, yeah. okay, uh, you know, I just thought of this uh, one. Here's a guy I think uh, could be a wild card for this. George Clooney. What do you think about that? Well, I love I love Clooney. I mean, like, listen, I know. I heard him on Howard Stern recently. I mean, the guy's so handsome and has everything going for him. You kind of want to hate him. He's so fucking funny and he's so fucking crazy. Have you heard about his pranks that he pulls on people? Yeah, I have heard that like like the Ocean's Eleven set was like a big prank fest between him and Matt Damon and Brad Pitt Dude, and those guys. These stories of these pranks are legendary. Like, um, I guess he had pulled some huge prank on Brad Pitt and to get back at him, Brad Pitt, when they went into the Ocean's Eleven movie, Brad Pitt had, had all these posters hung on set in Italian that said, "Whatever, do not look George Clooney in the eye. When you talk to Mr. Clooney, only refer to him as Mr. Ocean. That's how he wants to be talked to. It was all this like total diva stuff, right? So Clooney's like going through set, like, why are all these people acting like this around me? It's so crazy. And, you know, he eventually he finds out, you know, and it's it's Brad having his revenge based on the last prank he did. And so when they get back to the States, uh, Clooney is is visiting Brad at his house and um, he's over at his house. But he has his new Tesla and Clooney puts a bumper sticker that he had specially custom made on the back of Pitt's new Tesla that has a marijuana leaf giant bumper sticker marijuana leaf and says fuck cops on it <laughs> dude that's nothing compared to the woody harrelson sean penn one have you ever heard about that i don't know tell me when I've they were they're shooting a thin red line i think they were making it in like the philippines or australia new zealand some island country thing like that i i, I know that those are three very different places well new zealand and australia are basically the same place <laughs> right. just kidding australian listeners i know you're out there i appreciate you um but like no, like so, dude. Like one of them, like dude, they had a prank where they got like really out of control, and I forget. I think it was Sean Penn did this to Woody Harrelson, but like no, no, Woody Harrelson did this to Sean Penn, but like, like, like had his car stolen, like or like or like, like had him kidnapped and his car stolen by a, like a local group of like like a guerrilla militia as a prank and dropped him off in the middle of the jungle. And like that, <laughs> that, that, like, <laughs> that's like the, that movie, the game. It's like, yeah, no, it, seriously. What, like, dude, like I got to find like, cause like there's a YouTube video where it goes through it, like beat by beat of everything they did back and forth to each other. But it culminates in like, all right, dude. Cause like, like, and like they're making this war. Like it was when they're making thin, thin red line, gr- a gritty war film. So it's like, yeah, I mean, yeah. It, dude, it, lightening the uh, mood. Yeah. They, these guys were really like, but man, can you imagine you're shooting a, a, in a foreign country doing a project like that? Next thing you know, you're being taken out in the middle of the jungle by, oh my by God, a local militia, crazy. dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like when you're when you're young and rich and famous, you just think you can get away with anything anywhere, right? Yeah, dude. Like, and like, 
I don't know. That one really cracks me up. That, that to I me, love that. I love that. That's the best like uh, prank war I've heard of. Um, well, let me tell you this one. This is a great one with Clooney. Clooney, when he first moved to L.A., before he got famous, he, he was living with this other actor. I can't remember the guy's name, but he's a guy who's a regular on Curb Your Enthusiasm now. Um, like, he's one of the main friends of Larry. Richard Kine? Um, and so they lived... Uh, it might have been. What's his name? Richard Kine? Yeah. I don't think it's him. It which be, I, I'm just picturing Richard Kind and George Clooney, the guy who plays Larry's cousin on there, and like, dude, he he's like a. It, I think it is him actually. I think really? it is him. That's yes, hilarious. I think it is. Um, yeah. So there, you can imagine Richard Kind and Clooney living together. You can imagine being like, oh my god, I'm Richard Klein. I look like this. I have this kid from the sticks living with me who looks like this. Fuck. How am I ever gonna get a woman? But um, so one day Clooney's there. You know, Kind has a job. He's going to work, and. Uh, Kind's cat shits in the litter box and Clooney cleans it up, you know, like you would as, you know, living with your friend for free. And Kind comes back, he's like, hmm, my cat didn't shit today. That's weird. My, what do you know? And Clooney's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. He like plays it cool. Yeah. The next day, he's like, okay, I'm going to keep this going. The cat shits in the litter box. Clooney cleans it up, takes it out. Kind's like, God, my cat's not shitting. What's going on? It goes <laughs> on and on. So Kind goes to the store. He gets like a cat laxative. The cat's shitting out a bunch. Clooney's like, taking it all out every day the cat's not shitting you know this is clooney's like 22 or 23 at this point total is that age where you'll do anything to be an asshole right uh-huh. so eventually he takes him to the doctor he takes this cat to the doctor and gets like a prescription laxative for this cat and uh which you know that's pretty far to take this shit right yeah I, I, you, <laughs> dude this is a a living being we're talking You're fucking about with an animal's you, life with yeah you don't want to like yeah you don't want them to be take pets to be taking unnecessary medication that'll scar them but for so it, it ends at that point like and like that day after he had the uh after the cat took the, the extra strike laxative clooney shits himself in the cat's litter box <laughs> leaves it in there richard kind comes home and he's like he's like i hear him in there he's like holy shit what did this cat do <laughs> amazing dude amazing i've always thought a human shit in a cat in a litter box this is <laughs> one of the funniest things ever let's like, elect this guy let's elect this guy 2024 yeah dude we can Clooney. Use, honestly i think the white house could use a good prankster like it would Clooney, like, Clooney ocasio cortez i'm in i'm in what about Clooney the rock Cl- Clooney johnson yeah Clooney johnson obviously you have Clooney as the vice president He's kind of oh, the it's John, oh, Clooney's the vice president. Oh I yeah, okay. I mean, come on, dude. Like, dude, if the shit hits the fan, we need the Rock as commander in chief. Like, I, I think well, I agree with that. Actually, I think we need a woman in there, though. I think, uh, I think you need a woman, uh, and I like that. I like that. You know, we ha- that would be our first Samoan in the executive. Yeah, the you Rock, know, that would be uh, that'd be pretty cool. Um, okay, okay. Um, ooh, Cloris Leachman just died, so she's out. <laughs> um, she's out. Um, Cicely Tyson died. She's a dude. By the way, before we, dude, I okay. So Cicely Tyson died the other day. Within like five minutes of her dying, someone had commented on a tweet I wrote ten years ago, where I said like Cicely Tyson's trending. How the fuck did she die? This is from ten years ago, almost to the wow January two thousand eleven, almost ten years to the date. And then someone's like, how did you predict this 10 years ago? And then I was like, oh, you know, my prophecies are a little off. Sometimes it doesn't. Well, dude, you, I, don't, I don't know if you saw this. I can't, I can't remember all the details right now, but um, I, apparently I wrote a, I mean, some, I, I, not apparently, somebody retweeted it to me. I don't remember all the details, but like I had wrote, written a joke tweet 
about Eddie Van Halen dying. Um, it was a joke tweet. Like, like it was like five or six years ago, but it was on the exact day he died, but That's five or crazy. six years ago. It's so crazy. And like somebody retweeted it and said, isn't this a crazy coincidence? And then, of course, I retweeted it. I'm surprised I'm you're not like a fucking hot, like a saint in QAnon religion. Well, listen, man, I think that shit is just like, you know, the universe is always out there fucking with us. You know, the you universe know, dude, is always like, like last us, you know? month. I watched The Fog, a John Carpenter classic. And I, I looked up Hal Holbrook and saw he was still alive. And I was like, I tweeted something to the effect of, holy shit, Hal Holbrook's still alive. And then he just died this morning. Wow. Well, wow. Wow. You, your, your tweet might have been the uh, no, That's what pushed him over the, final the edge. Nail. He was like, oh, God, that guy's got less than 3,000 followers now. <laughs> <laughs> he went under. He's lost. He's siphoned off too many followers now. So we got to get rid of him. <laughs> Fuck him. All right, buddy. Hey, you so think- we're closing on. We're closing on. We both endorsed The Rock for 2024. Yeah, we both endorsed The Rock for 2024. And, and like- what's your favorite rock movie? What's your favorite rock movie? My favorite rock movie? Oh, easy, dude. The one with him and Mark Wahlberg, uh, The Pain and Gain. Oh, that's what I was gonna say too. Yeah, I love that one, dude. That movie fucking ripped. And like, I like yeah. him in uh, like what was that, The Scorpion King? Like, like I like his early like just macho action shit. Yeah, but and dude, I also did. I actually did like the Baywatch movie that he did with Zac Efron. That I one, did too. And that, Jumanji's that was, great. That I was love fun. Jumanji. I haven't seen the Jumanji one. I haven't seen that, but dude, Jumanji remake is surprisingly good. I got you, you got Jack Black, Kevin Hart, you know The Rock, the other one. If you've Hershey's never seen. Painting. If you've never seen Pain and Gain, him and Mark Wahlberg, that movie. I think it's a uh, fucking what's Michael Bay movie. It's my. Is it Michael Bay or Michael Mann? I think it's Michael Bay. Yeah, I yeah. think it's a Michael Bay it's, movie. It's Michael Bay's best best movie though. Easily like his best movie. Doing his doing like, hey, I'm gonna make a real movie right now. You know. And it's ve- it's like, dude, it's a, based on a true story about like these like two steroid freaks that get involved in some shady crime stuff. Dude, it's it's it's. I love it. I think it's unintentionally maybe one of the funniest movies of the last decade. It's. I mean, I think. I think it was a little tongue in cheek. I think Michael Bay has yeah. a little sense of humor. About I think, they, I think I that think was they, Michael Bay like, yeah. showing. He's like, I know what I do is a little funny, and I'm going to lean into it here, dude. Because you know? that movie is amazing. I remember like uh, Paul Dinky was the first one to originally recommend it to me, and he was like, oh, "Drop yeah? what you're doing, watch this movie. You <laughs> of all people will appreciate this more than anything." And I did. It's. It's fantastic. I recommend it. To I everybody. love that you actually just did a Paul Denke hand movement when you did that. Yeah, like, yeah, I, 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 yeah. I, I, got, I, got, I tried so to get long, his voice and stuff. That's one thing I've had fun doing this with is I've been able to reconnect and talk to everybody. So like, yeah, Paul, Nick, Lizzie, yeah. uh, Ted's, Sean, like who you know you like. Uh, Nate Craig's supposed to be on soon and stuff. It's fun. Skipper, Joanne, yeah, kill uh, Mary Ann's uh, dead. So get <laughs> <can't> ever. <laughs> I think Ginger's the last surviving cast member of Gilligan's Island. And, uh, man, I sh- dude. You might be right, yeah. Oh, yeah, Ginger's the last one. That's right, yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of funny to think how, like, Mr. Hal, like, how rich people, even on a deserted island, will start a private country club and hire someone oh to God. work for him for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I was Gilligan, dude, I'm telling Mr. Hal to shove his fucking private country yeah. club on that island up yeah. his ass, like. By the way, did you see um, Love on the Spectrum? No, no, no. Oh, it's a fan- it's a fantastic series. I think it's on Netflix about these. It's it's mostly British or actually it's Australian, and it's these these. It's like a reality series about these autistic kids, autistic teenagers. Decker told me about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, it's, I, it's really good. And, but I bring it up because uh, one of the kids is really into, like he's like into conventions and cosplay and you know old tv shows and he actually meets marianne 
at a convention in it and you're like god she's like in her 70s and she looks great you know and this is like two years ago um yes she was a covid death yeah yeah very sad but she, hey she had one last one last hurrah in the uh in love of the spectrum yeah well you know that's good for don wells at the, that was her, she was on uh, i remember she was on an episode of married with children at one point if i'm not mistaken and also she uh i think she was gonna they were gonna do a remake of her uh and the uh, coen brothers were gonna do a show called wells fargo i don't know it was like uh, <laughs> i don't know maybe it was a little was, they didn't really have the concept nailed down but it was something they had something <laughs> all right we'll go on that you got anything you want to plug on your way out man no <laughs> I want to plug. I want to. I want to plug Don Wells when she was twenty three. Okay. <laughs> I will follow him on Twitter at Eli Braden. Thank you so much, Eli, for coming and joining me on here, man. That was that love was you. Fun it's time. Great, to, great to hang with you. All right, everybody. I'll say goodbye to Eli off air, and everybody. I will see you next episode. Thank you so much. Bye bye. And that was Eli Braden. Now I went. And recorded some bonus content with Eli exclusively for our Patreon. So, patreon.com slash luckstopspod. And Eli and I go for another half hour, 45 minutes or so, something like that. Um, but, yeah, we go a little deeper and we talk a little bit more shit. And he says stuff that he wouldn't have said on the public feed because of former employers. Yada, yada, yada. So, check that out. Luckstop. Patreon.com slash LuckStopsPod. Also, please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at uh, LuckStopsPod. Thank you so much for joining us, and I'll be back with Colby Dent in our next episode where we get pretty hammered. I'm not going to lie, and uh, I uh, it's a lot of fun. And we also do some bonus content for the Patreon, so that, that content train is a rolling. Thank you so much for all being passengers on it, and I will see you next episode. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.